I am Saif Shawqi, Associate Director of Islamic Finance at Fitch. Today I am joined by Bashar Al-Natur, who is the Global Head of Islamic Finance at Fitch. In today's session, we are going to discuss the developments of ESG-related products in the GCC, the growth of green and sustainable sukuk, key sector challenges, impact of COP26 on the market, Fitch's approach to rating ESG sukuk, and we will end our discussion with the outlook for the ESG sukuk market. Bashar, could you please walk us through the sustainability and ESG landscape in the GCC? I think the best way to do this is maybe to put it into three key verticals. The first one is the actual climate change physical risk on GCC countries. The second one is the efforts and what we've seen done by the GCC in general. And the third one is the potential. If we look at the climate change physical risk in the GCC, and based on a report that was published in November last year, the actual climate change physical risk exposure heat map indicates that GCC countries, when it comes to the ranking of extreme temperature and drought, five of the six countries are in the top 10, and all of them are in the top 20. That indicates how high is that risk, and we're talking about around 121 countries in that heat map where these countries are actually at the uh, top. Of course, there is adaptability and there is various capacities for each country's uh, and policies and economics and societies and resilience and all of that. We're not going to go in, in, into that, but that is also another part of the equation that you need to look at. If we look at the developments and efforts, we've seen a lot of efforts in a number of GCC countries to reduce dependency on oil, which is the key source of income of many of these countries. They are also facing a lot of, I would say, pressures, whether from government agendas, whether from the regulations, the customers, employees, and investors to adopt and more and more of that. The result of this is that we've seen that in the visions of Saudi Arabia 2030, UAE Green Agenda 2030, Qatar National Vision 2030, Oman Vision 2040, Bahrain, all of them are trying to adopt some sort of agenda to face this risk. All the GCC countries are signatories to Paris Climate Agreement, and many of them have actually set net zero emission reduction targets for COP26. Actually, Dubai will be hosting the COP28 in 2023. So there is an actual push towards that, and this is something that is yielding some fruit. Uh, when we're talking about the fixed income and debt capital market, we've seen in 2017 uh, banks, uh, a bank issuing uh, green bonds. We saw a corporate issuing a green sukuk. Uh, Saudi Arabia also we've seen a, a green sustainable push. Uh, this is in various sectors, whether you're looking at, uh, as I said, banks, uh, you're looking at Saudi Arabia, you're looking at airlines, and also... We've seen a push when it comes to the actual regulations and the way that these countries are doing their own sustainability frameworks. So, so they're trying to set up. It's part of the agendas, it's part of the frameworks, and it's part of also the issue and culture. But there are challenges, which I don't think we are going to miss, but we'll discuss at a later stage. So in all in all, this is at an early stage of development compared to other more developed markets like the US and Europe. Where does Islamic finance and Sukuk come in the picture, Bashar? I, I think we'll do that link into two stages. So 
I think in general, Islamic finance is definitely a significant sect of ethical finance. The basis of ethical finance is not solely uh, having and maximizing the bottom line profits. It's also focusing on what's good for society and avoid practices that are harmful. And these are terminologies that are key if you're looking into context of responsible social or ethical financing. And Islamic finance provide that. If you look at the actual things on the ground, there is a lot of commonality. So if I am looking at a presentation that is on ESG in general, I will see the limitation and the avoidance of alcohol, tobacco, gambling, pornography, illegal arms trading. And all of these are already embedded in Islamic finance. But that does not mean that it's automatic because this is impact. Uh, ESG is mainly on the impact side. Islamic finance, although it has a significant part of it on where are you putting the money and how are you investing the money, but it's also about structure. So the structure itself needs to be Islamic finance. So in a way, there is a crisscross uh, between the two, but they're not identical. More efforts needs to be done for them to, yeah, to, to, to become more integrated, if that is the right terminology to use. We've seen actually growth when it comes to Sukuk. So ESG outstanding Sukuk is, as of Q1 2022, is around 17.4 billion US dollar. And this is a 16% Q2Q growth. Out of that, 50% of that issuance is actually coming from the GCC. So definitely there is a push there. There is a push from the government, but the key driver when it comes to issuance is actually attracting a larger investor base and, and tapping into the ESG sensitive investors globally, uh, I would say. In the GCC region, uh, when issuers want to launch an ESG product, are they likely to go through the route of a sukuk or a bond? I think that's a relevant question because we're talking about GCC, climate risk, and how is that linked to the debt capital market? 80% of ESG-related debt issued from the GCC is actually in a Sukuk format and 20% in a bond format. So when the choice is there for these entities or these issuers to tap into the market, 80% chose to build the ESG on top of Sukuk. Thus, it's the dominant one. And I think this is a very important point. The key driver of this, because you have a significant investor base in the region and locally, which is Islamic finance, and you want to add an additional layer of the ESG investor on top of that. So they're already doing the, I would say, the extra mile to have a Sukuk format. They want to build on that and go the extra mile and have also and attract the international ESG investor. And this is the route that we've seen in the past and we expect this to continue. Uh, Bashar, you gave us a macro image. You walked us through uh, the Sukuk and Islamic finance side of the equation. What are the key challenges facing the segment and the GCC at least? I mean, we've seen, as I said at the beginning, there are strategies, there are frameworks, there are push from the government, but that's still at an early stage. So the actual ecosystems in these countries need to develop in terms of regulations, in terms of infrastructure, in terms of product offering, data availability, transparency, and much more. But that's not the only thing. You need also to educate the culture, whether you're talking about issuers, customers, investors in these countries about the importance of this, which is something that's rising. But on top of that, you need to have the right expertise within the financial systems and the economy to have this and translate it into actual actions. So 
I would say when these verticals, whether on the frameworks and the ecosystems and the education of the customers, the issuers, the investors, and on top of that, having the qualified staff to be able to take this extra step, that is the key challenges that need to be crossed. So, and for that to be crossed, it needs a government push and it needs a consistent government push. And we've seen some of that already translated on the ground. It's interesting to see how much is this going to impact and move the needle on the ground in the coming few years. Safe, maybe it's time to look at what, what is Fitch's approach uh, in, in terms of rating ESG Sukuk. Maybe take us through that. Uh, thank you, Bashar. So we at Fitch have a dedicated criteria for rating Sukuk. And the, the credit rating of Sukuk, ESG Sukuk including, does not depend on the user of proceeds. It actually depends on the originator's rating per se. And this is similar for a conventional bond too. Furthermore, each issuer has their own ESG relevance score. And in the scores of Islamic banks, uh, we make a differentiation between Islamic banks and a conventional bank. Furthermore, Fitch's ratings do not reflect whether an issuer or a Sukuk is actually Sharia compliant. And uh, we assess non-compliance with Sharia principles only if it has credit implications. Uh, recently, uh, Fitch has begun extending its climate vulnerability scores across all corporate sectors globally after first introducing it in 2021 for utilities, oil and gas, and the chemical sector. This provides market participants with a consistent global risk framework that can be used to assess portfolio-level climate vulnerability and inform portfolio transformation. The framework also lays the groundwork for Fitch to provide scores at an entity level. Safe, maybe it's worth also taking us through the rating performance and the growth of Fitch-rated ESG-related Sukuk. Sure. So we at Fitch rate more than 90% of the total hard currency ESG market, Sukuk market. Uh, and if you look at the, the rating landscape, about 97% of the universe is investment grade, with only 3% being uh, speculator grade. Uh, in terms of the volumes growth, Fitch rates around 12.8% to sorry 12.8 billion dollars of US dollar Sukuk, which was up 6.2% quarter in quarter in the first quarter of 2022. One of the key recent deals included Saudi National Bank's sustainable Sukuk. Safe very briefly and very quickly, what from a regulatory point of view, uh, we've discussed some of the development, but what is some some of the very recent uh, things that we've seen in the market? So we have seen that sustainability frameworks have been launched in a number of Muslim-majority countries, whether it's the UAE. Very recently in Qatar, they launched a sustainable Sukuk and bond framework. Indonesia and Malaysia launched it some years ago. But a very interesting study is Malaysia, where ESG Sukuk issuers are actually granted cost and tax incentives under their SRI, Sukuk and bond grant scheme. And this was expanded last year, 2021. Supported by this, Malaysia actually hosts the largest number of active ESG Sukuk globally. Another interesting development was that as part of COP26, a high-level working group on Green Sukuk was established, and it consisted of many important stakeholders, including ISDB, the Islamic Development Bank, the Republic of Indonesia, and Her Majesty's Treasury. The group aims to highlight green and sustainable Sukuk at the annual COP summits after 2023. Bashar, what is Fitch's outlook for the ESG Sukuk market? 
I think despite the challenges that we've mentioned and the uh, early uh, nature of adaptation and development of the segment, we have seen uh, strong growth in the past few years when it comes to ESG Sukuk coming from the GCC. And I'm saying ESG Sukuk uh, because that is the majority of issuance coming in the debt capital market. As we said, 80% is in Sukuk format, 20% in bond, and we expect that trend to continue in terms of allocation, but also in terms of the actual growth of these issues issuances coming out of the GCC. However, the current size of ESG-related Sukuk is only 2.5% of the global outstanding Sukuk, if you look at the global outstanding Sukuk with everything in it, short-term, long-term, and all currency. We expect that to continue growing and maybe to, to reach around 5% over the medium term. But as you can see, it's still small. In terms of our rated portfolio, Currently, around 10% of the outstanding rated Sukuk globally, which is around 160 issuances, and it's around 135 billion US dollar, is in Sukuk format. And we expect that trend also to continue. And the share of uh, our ESG related Sukuk to dies from 10% to 15% uh, over also the medium term. There are challenges for the Sukuk markets itself. There are challenges on the whole topic being newly introduced or relatively newly introduced in the region. But there are a lot of initiatives and push from the top that hopefully will yield some development on the ground in the medium term. Thank you, Bashar. And many thanks to our listeners for joining. For more information on our ratings and research related to Sukuk and Islamic finance, please visit us on fishratings.com.